0: for You dwell between the cherubim. Shine for. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine for. You dwell between the cherubim.
1: Shine for. God bless you. Um. Can you help me appreciate uh, Pastor Femi uh, and to give me the house? They had a very special week. Amen. We'll still attend to it at the end of the service. Amen. Uh, uh, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I welcome each and every one of you in the name of the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this stream, uh, for this service. The Lord bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus. Uh, who is ready to learn today? Hallelujah. Um, it's going to be simple. Amen. <laughs> that amen is like an intercession. Intercessory prayers. Like it will indeed be simple. Uh, it will start simple, at least. Amen. Praise God. I think all of us would understand by God's mercy, Amen. God is helping us uh, come into simplicity of the gospel. What I mean by that is that it's not as though the gospel is simple. You get me. But it's a grace that God can bring to break it down line upon line precept upon precept. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah amen amen so we are trusting god this morning i don't know what god wants to do this morning but i i think i i think he has shown me the scripture amen that we are going to journey in amen Uh, are we in the house together please Uh, i hope we left all our baggages at home amen and we came here without baggage amen Everyone is supposed to forgive. You forgive them at home. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. If you have not left your baggage at home, we are beginning to quickly repent. Begin to. <laughs> I give you one quick minute. Begin to quickly repent. Amen. So that we can enter. Enter today. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Please we we'll have to journey together today. Amen. You have to the scriptures. We're gonna we have to follow the scriptures together with me. Are we are we blessed? Yes, sir. Everyone is blessed in the house. Yes. Uh, you see the song said we are we are your habitation. Yes. When you calling that name, when you saying it, if you are saying it, this is how you become the habitation. Yes. Am, I, am I this is how you become the habitation. Praise God. It's by building up yourself in the most holy feet. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, let's begin the Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope everybody is at peace and at peace with me too. Amen. Is there anybody in the house right now? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter two, from verse twenty, it says, "And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets; Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone." So, who is being built? You. Is you. Amen. And remember, he's not writing to unbelievers. Unbelievers don't be built. They need to get born again first. Amen. So, he was writing to the Ephesians, to the church of Ephesus, and the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. So, he was writing to them who are born again. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, you need building. Am I communicating? You need building. And what are we built upon? Uh, Not Pastor James, not Pastor Fennel. We never reached that level. It gets me. (laughs) We are being built upon the foundation of the apostles and Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. Amen. Amen. They laid the foundation. We are building. We are taking it from there. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hey! Chief! He's the chief of the corner of the stone. <laughs> without him, you can do nothing. Praise God. I say, without him, you can do... Jesus said it now. He said, without me, you can do nothing. So the moment the, moment the minister of the gospel jumps Jesus... That person, I know Jesus is inside Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. And when you jump Jesus and you go and start doing other things, you are doing what? Nothing. You are doing absolutely nothing. Amen. Yes, so we all need to remind ourselves every day. (laughs) So that I don't want to. One thing I hate is wasted labor. And many, many believers have wasted many labels. Because they will come to him in that day. Lord, Lord, we live but for you. When he says, way for me, you will you do us. I know you not. Amen. I know you not. I know it's a knowledge. Knowledge. I was trying to impart my knowledge. You refused it. Amen. And you went ahead to go and do other things. Because anything that you're not doing out of my knowledge is iniquity. Opposite. Twisted. Separate. Away. Amen. How many times do I explain the the gist? I I always explain the gist from the beginning. Amen? In the beginning, before Mr. Lucifer fell, there was no contrary thinking to God's thinking. Think about it. Absolutely nothing. The only thing the angels did was what the Lord told them to do. The knowledge of the Lord that flowed to them. Until Uncle, Uncle Lucifer this right, it reminds, it reminds me of some of those bad uncles, like, I'm growing up. <laughs> I just love you call me uncles, so I, I don't like that name. <laughs> 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 you got that uncle, uncle, you know I'm saying? don't like have some bad uncles like that, amen. <laughs> Praise God, it reminds me of my, like, who, who reminds Lion King? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Hey, Scar. Uncle Scar, (laughs) Amen. Amen. Uncle Scar was like the devil, not so bad guy. He he was both like the devil and Satan. Sometimes appear like angel of light. Next, he manifests we call (laughs) color. (laughs) Scarface. So praise God. So until Uncle Scar decided to go his own way. There was nothing contrary to God's knowledge in creation. Am I communicating? Praise God. So, this is the problem. It's a very simple problem. When Jesus is trying to communicate to you his knowledge and you reject it, it means you will have some other knowledge to reject it. Something else is attracting you to reject it. And whatever is attracting you to reject it is what you can do. So, though you will do something in his name, you did it in his name, oh, but you did not do it by his commandment, by his instruction, by his knowledge. Amen. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You not do it by his knowledge. What will happen is that, Amen. What will happen is that God cannot just accept it. It's not that he, God is, you know, God is, God is, God is, people say God is too tough. Why only your way? No, it's not just that. It's just a very simple problem. He will just remember the day somebody else decided to go and do something by himself. That's all. Amen. If by any chance you still remind him of that boy, you have not made peace with God. Will when I mean peace in the mind, for the Bible says, "For a carnal mind is what enmity." What is it? Enmity. When when Paul was writing, what was it? it was not writing to it wasn't writing to unbelievers even in the the Roman, He was writing to the Roman church you really read from that chapter, from verse 1 it says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, comma, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, and we know we know from Ephesians chapter 1, that when you get born again, you can't walk after the spirit they have to help you amen how do they help you by the ministrations? Just think about it. When you got born again, you were still very carnal. But you began to come to church. They began to teach you one or two things that were spiritual. Amen? And then when the real fullness of walking in the spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 1, is when they open the eyes of your understanding. Am I communicating? To so give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. But I won't go into all the details and intricacies of that. Amen. Yeah. So walking in the spirit just begins by the word. Once you start hearing the word and you start following the word, you begin the steps of walking in the in the spirit. Am I communicating somebody? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Romans chapter 8 was written to believers. Amen. Because breaking news. He didn't say that there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Full stop. The action. After you are in Christ Jesus. Is that you what? Walk not. Am I I offended somebody? You walk not. After the what? The flesh. But after the spirit. That's where there is no condemnation. So, there is no condemnation in the Spirit. This thing is a living thing. I don't know. God will help me just paint it small for you. This thing is a living thing. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, today I just got born again. Do you know that's working in the Spirit? Because what is working in the Spirit is, blasphemy. The word, and then obeying it, walking in it, because this, uh, First Corinthians chapter three calls walking in the spirit the ministry of the spirit, this ministry of righteousness. And we know righteousness is the gospel of Christ revealed from faith to faith. Amen. Uh huh. So it's a revelation, meaning you are doing it. So if today I got born again, I must have heard word to get born again. That word I heard and believed. I just walked in the spirit. That's what got me born again. Am I communicating? Now, let's fast forward one year. I'm born again going to church. But now, every word they say, I'm not listening again. I'm not believing it again. I'm doing, living my own life. What has happened? I'm walking in the flesh. Yes. The first time I decided is I don't think about that. there was that time that uh, my brother, my cousin in Ottawa, Pastor Jeff, and he used to come to Calgary. Um, he he the first place he lived in when he was coming for the summer job, the person that was renting the place for him, you know, sometimes he just have conversations with the guy, Caucasian guy, and then oh, because the guy would notice he goes to church every Sunday. So he now asks, ah, oh, why don't you? Well, the guy said, I used to be a Christian. I used to. For 20 years. So, uh, Pastor John began to ask him questions, inquisitive. He get me asking questions, like, why this and that. What happened was that the man used to go to church, serve in church. After a while, after like five years, he wasn't liking what they're saying again. <laughs> you get me? And uh, so after some time, he was just there, but not there. He wasn't agreeing with what they were saying he wasn't liking what they were saying after some time he was there but not there so he was he was leaving while he was there and then finally he left so there is no one saved forever saved a believer if you're a believer yesterday believe today again be believing and now let me now balance it don't be scared that oh Pastor James said I should be believing every day. Today, I'm not sure I really believe, though. Am I still born again? No, no, no. no. Calm down. You are born again, please. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It will get to a place where in your heart, where if you journey in unbelief too too long, a time will come when in your heart you will finally leave the faith. You will know. You will know. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, a man gets born again first by believing. You should stay believing as a Christian. It's one of the most difficult things. This is now maintenance. You know when you buy a car, hey, testimony galore, everything, you are, you are flashy. Amen? That's like our sister, B.M. 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 <laughs> Frisco <laughs> Hey amen. are those girls cheap to maintain? They no. don't look it, man Who's <laughs> <With> the gas? <laughs> so everybody will not want to go and 5 years Are you ready to pay the money for the gas? You know it's not regular gas You put in that car You have to put in premium Praise God. Amen. So now that you are born again, Amen. Maintenance. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Maintenance. Somebody say maintenance. Let's see Colossians chapter 3. We see that thought there. Colossians chapter 3. Start from, I'll start from uh, 9 or 10. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man and his, with his deeds. And verse 10, and have put on the new man, which is what? Renew. What is renewal? Renew. That's maintenance. Maintenance. Maintenance and upgrading. Hey, am I communicating? And I will put on the new man, which is constantly maintained, constantly renewed. Excuse me, you will never stop learning, no? I kid you not. Just, just be comfortable in learning. Be comfortable in hearing word. There is no graduation of this school. There is no certificate. There is certificate in the spirit, but there is no, there is no graduation. When you graduate in the learning of Christ, you graduate into a new school called the learning of everlasting life. If you now graduate in the learning of everlasting life, you will now enter into a new school called the learning of God, eternal life. And by the name, it's called what? Eternal. So, what does that tell you how the school is? It is never It is never <laughs> <laughs> So, do you know, let me just tell you the intent of God. The intent of God is to teach you, teach you enough that you'll be at peace with being taught. Mm-hmm. That's why, he, you know, he's the one who knows what is in the soul. Do you know, when he starts with the Christ teachings, Christ is not Father's teachings. Father's teaching is stoning you. is heal. he stone. If they stone you when you're not ready, you run, you will pick race. Amen. So Christ is waters. You know, hell is made of water too. They just turn water to stone. Ice. Ice block. <laughs> Amen. That is everlasting life. Amen. But Christ is waters to make you also feel good while He's also refining you. Amen. Do you know why they brought Christ? Because they are setting they are setting spirits inside that grace does up. That there are certain things that we've married, we've bought and married, that if they address it, right from when you are just born again, you are a baby, you run away. Amen. And the whole point is to get you never to turn. The teaching of everlasting life is to teach you how to come into the dimension, be a likeness of no, no variableness. No shadow of turning. That's the point. So for example now. As well if I know that for example there is something that if I say. <laughs> I'll be in trouble. Do you get me? I won't say it. That's the wisdom of God. Rather what God will, be? will now be saying things around it. To bind you enough, to encourage you enough, to keep you loving me enough, to keep you seeing my side of the story more than the other side. When I now feel that you are more on my side than the other side, I'll now stone that in. God is is wise like that. He's watching all of us, he's seeing things. see what? All manners of things. Then that's why they did the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Just so Why he's waiting on you on the journey of cleansing? The blood will be covered so he will still be accepting you while he's seeing things. So he's seeing the things, he will look at the blood. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> cool your temper. No high blood pressure, sir. please. Calm down. <laughs> Some of us Don't keep God. Amen. So they, they have to use the blood of Jesus to succor him. Where well, his, oh, okay, his heart is beating fast. Oh, your yeah, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. <laughs> because of all manners of kinds of souls, man, so that he can endure the process of salvation. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah! Amen. Oh, my brother, you're welcome, Yinka. I saw you. You came in a few twenty minutes ago. Uh, you're welcome, my brother. Thank you for joining us, brother Yinks. We love you, sir. Thank you for being here. Amen. Amen. That is hustling up north, yeah. How is the hustle? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So the father manages us based on what he feels, how close, how receptive you are to him. That's how he does out the ministration of cleansing. So that's the reason why If you notice, the closer you are getting to God, the more it feels like God doesn't like you. That's why. (laughs) That's why. It's actually an evidence that you are actually getting closer to God, my people. Why? Because he's now dealing with things that he dare not have dealt with two years ago. He's dealing with things That if he tried, if he even attempted to try and deal with it two years ago, hey, praise is finished. (laughs) You don't see praises break light again. (laughs) So they have to help more. Praise God. He's a competent savior like that. I originally started very hard that, that's, that's I had an encounter many years ago, and the Lord was telling me that what I'm asking for, I'm not ready for it. I was, I was boasting, bring it on, I take it, I receive it, I. Re- <laughs> it's a <alive>. lie. <laughs> After I suffered, sorry, I suffered a little while. I went to go and beg, uh, say, God and said, God, you're always right. <laughs> And the next time, I will hit you. <laughs> I will take it as you say it. <laughs> I remember, after that encounter, after that encounter we, I, I was actually, I was traveling out of town. I was in the plane when the encounter happened. And he goes, hey, if you're not ready. You're not ready for this. And I was I was fighting back. So I prevailed. <laughs> but that's not a good prevailing. <laughs> And when I got back, it was now Monday when we were doing our prayers, our teleconference prayers. I remember it was I think it was my car who was leading that day. And it was prophesying about suffering. Suffering coming ahead. So, I said, hey! I to off the line. <laughs> oh my God! And the thing really landed. And I guys, to say God... You are always right. Please don't fight with him. If you say you're not ready, you're not ready. I do I kid you not. <laughs> you are not ready. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are we ready this afternoon? That one you can say you're ready. <laughs> Amen. Are am ready this afternoon? So we're in Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter 2. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Right now, what we are pinpointing is God's purpose for you. Amen. I'm not talking about maybe, you know, God can call you for other things to help in other dimensions and other ministries. Your own soul. You. You. Your own soul. This is God's purpose for you. What is the purpose? That you'll be built up. Amen. Amen to an holy temple in the Lord. That is Christ there. Then 22 is the second one for God. Amen. Let's read it together. In whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Amen. Uh, I don't think we are are reading it together. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. From verse, Okay, we are going to read 21 and 22. In fact, we are going to read 20 to 22 together. This is God's purpose for you. What did I say? This is God's purpose for you, your own soul. Amen? Can we go one to go? And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together, great unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Who are they building? Me. You and me. And now I'll be saying you, and I exclude myself. I'm included <laughs> though. Please. that will not be a cast away. After having the word forbid. All of us individually. Amen. Do you you know this? You know sometimes there's individual purpose and there's collective purpose. This one is the individual purpose. Amen. This is your own personal purpose. I must be built an holy temple for the Lord and also a habitation of God through the Spirit. Now, let's see chapter 3, verse 1. Very clear, for this cause, meaning for this purpose. this is the purpose. this is it for this cause. Now remember that when Paul is writing these letters, he's not writing Ephesians chapter one, Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians chapter three, he's writing one letter. So it means it's chapter one, chapter three, verse one is a continuation of the, the purpose he just established. the purpose of building men. This is the reason why I'm an apostle. For this purpose, for this cause, I pour the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, what, how that by revelation, he comes from revelation, how that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery. What mystery? The mystery of Christ. Verse 4. Whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Of Christ which is the mystery of life amen no that's all for we go from life the everlasting life to eternal life so life is Christ somebody say life life is Christ Christ. yes and Paul was not skipping school now that I know the purpose the first building is who is Christ Praise the name of the Lord. Who's the first building? Christ. So, are you seeing all of Paul's labor is for this cause? Uh, I'm not sure you've gotten me. You know, it's almost like when a man finally unveils destiny and says, oh my God, so this is the purpose, this is it. Ah, I will run with it. And you know, Saul's soul has always been like that. If you can convince Saul of a purpose, yes. he will run with it. Yes. Yes. That's why God picked him. Yes. Yes. Like Peter has his own ideas. <laughs> but God delivered him from them all. Because later on, he read Paul's epistles. He spoke about it in Second Peter. Am I right? He says, when you read the epistles of Paul, those who don't lack lack understanding, the air. So, how did that, what does that tell you? That Peter read the epistles. Peter read the epistles. And later, God gave Peter a crown of it. But God gave Peter the, 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 the capstone of it. First Peter, second Peter, is everlasting life talk. Well, Peter was behind. They had to first catch up. He now had to go and read Paul that he was causing problems at some point. Do you get it? <laughs> he went when the Jews were bringing Jewish customs into the Paul had to address Peter. So even at that hour, Peter has not yet been converted in mystery of Christ's dimension. But later he was. And he caught up quickly. And God gave him a crap. Amen. That's why, that's why Paul, that's why God said, you know, Paul, so Paul will say for my mother's womb. Yes, that God had ordained him for this thing. Because God put inside Paul's DNA something that when you see purples, he die for it. Z, uh, that's all. If you can, if you just, if you can sell, if you're a salesman like you can sell Paul that this is purples, Paul will sell 5 million LG phones. He'll become number one. You'll be ready to die for it. So focused. He will go to every church, every nook and corner, everybody and anybody, and preach the whole. You'll be tired of him. You'll buy it. Praise <laughs> <laughs> <First> God. <laughs> Amen. Despite how. Now, hear me. Do you know the Bible? Paul will say how much he suffered in Asia. More than he could bear. Yet he overbeared them. Am I communicating? Look at the churches that came out of Asia. Ephesian church, Colossian Church, Corinthian churches. The Corinthian, sorry. Laodicea. He was Paul he was writing the epistles to all of them, all the seven churches. Amen. The guy had too much zeal. He could endure whatsoever suffering. They sent his way. By the grace of God, though. Praise God. I like Paul though. You get me? Do you know God likes those kind of men? Paul kind of men. Also, Satan likes such men too. If do you know Paul? If Paul was not converted, he'd have ended up being an antichrist. Yes, He's such kind of man that can be an antichrist. Who will be killing Christians and be feeling good about it? That he's doing what? Righteousness. That's how the Antichrist will be. The Bible says he will come in peace. Many men will love him. He will bring solutions for many people's problems. People, will, Everybody will agree that what he's doing is moral and right. So when he starts killing Christians, everybody will be supporting him. Because maybe they are against what he is doing. And the Bible will say that they came out from us to show that they were not what all of us. Do you know? Let me not. Let me be serious now. Do you know the people who can do some of the greatest damage to the work of righteousness is you guys, because you have knowledge. If I, if God does not intervene, one of such of you can scatter the whole work. God forbid. Yes. Because you have inside knowledge. Yes. Saul was one of the Jews. He knew them. He, meaning he also, they knew each other. Because they were all Jews. Some of, some of them Christians. A Roman. A Roman the, the Roman Empire. A Roman soldier could not have persecuted the church. Like Saul persecuted the church. No way. They wouldn't know where to find them now. They don't know where the Jews are hiding, how they hide themselves. They don't understand all those things. Praise God. Just like he took a Judas to kill Jesus. Not anybody can. In Romans, they couldn't kill Jesus. Who oh, When they brought Jesus, say, hey, what is this? Please leave, leave me. They wanted to go back, take him back. They have not done anything. They are finding an excuse to let him go. Until Satan was able to get them with what milk makes them tick. They don't want trouble, they don't want unrowdiness of the Jews. And if all the people want this man dead, what can we do? They wanted to keep peace. That's how Satan got them. But if you left the Romans alone, they would not have killed Jesus. They would have let him go. They were looking for ways to let him go. Amen. I kid you know, this world really cannot harm the church. Yeah. It's an antichrist who can harm the church. One who came out from us. I've seen the playbook happen before in the US with one particular <laughs> brother. Yes, he was one of us for 18 years. It took him one week to disown his pastor. <laughs> one week. <laughs> because of ambition. Very quick. Uh, Decode it. Yes. Decode it. Because of ambition, office. Uh, one week. Your pastor of 20 years. 20, 20 years. And the boy don't used to miss church. one week when he entered he did more harm to the body of Christ than any other leader in the history of this world Amen Praise God Hallelujah Hallelujah Amen. I'll leave that thought there. You can ask me after the service. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you one more tip. When I say first, listen to yourself goosebumps. He's an orator. He oh, has my hands. Amen. To be continued. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So are we seeing pop So, if God can also get such a man, that man will go far. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. So that they that that read it, we run with it. Am am I communicating? Are we writing the vision today? This is writing the vision now. Uh So, are we writing the vision today and making it plain? that the calling of God for you is that you will be built up. Built up in Christ and built up in God. Both everlasting and eternal. You will not stop being built up in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that doesn't mean you won't do other things. Like I said, there are collective, corporate callings for the body to keep the house of God and everything. Amen. But never... Never never ever drop this cause. This cause was the labor of all of Paul's life. So you say you're a Christian, who wrote two thoughts of the New Testament? So what was it? What in those two thoughts, what was he laboring for? For this cause. That you will be built. A temple in the Lord, habitation of God through the Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, we'll, we'll go to Second Peter now, chapter 1. Another day, maybe we can visit these Ephesians trees. What we are visiting right now in our Calgary Epistle Life. Amen. Having I mean, fun there. Amen. I believe they are enjoying themselves so much. Praise God! I never knew just going through the epistles like that can be so much fun. Amen. Like so much light in it. Amen. But in the Ephesians chapter three, Paul began to actually paint out the cause. He, he summarized it: the spirit of might that will bring Christ to you. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Shall we be built to get, be able to comprehend the length, the depth, the height, the width, meaning the building, temple, which is Christ. And after that, and to know the love of Christ. Who does Christ love? His Father, the next one, everlasting life. Which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God as everlasting life. And I now ended in eternal life. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly, more than you can ask or imagine. Wonder. That's eternal life. He's a wonder. So Paul summarized it in Ephesians chapter 3. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, but this is not Calgary Life Feast. Uh, we'll visit that one tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Now let's go to Second Peter chapter 1. Amen. Oh glory to God! This is what God wanted me to just I don't know journey to, through this morning. Uh, this Second Peter chapter one, Amen. Let's see some verse one. Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like, like. Look at that one. Like so, like my faith, like precious faith. What does he? Who was Paul Peter at this point? Peter was a precious cornerstone. For I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone. Amen. A tried stone. And then what's the last one? Precious and then sure foundation. At this hour, Peter was a precious stone. And he was now writing about the entrance for the next one for sure foundation. So he calls it what? Like precious feet. Amen. Amen. Are we together in the house, please? Today is teaching. Are we being blessed? Are we seeing Scripture? It's very clear. These things are being very clear. I know they come and say. You people are just talking. We are not talking. Are you seeing the? Are you the vision? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's see that Azar twenty-eight. Glory to God. Verse sixteen. Just verse 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious corner stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth, so it's a faith process. He that believeth shall not make haste. Now, we've compared that. Amen, amen, amen. We compare that to you know Christ is the one you learn on Zion. Am I communicating? Christ is what you learn in Zion, because in Zion, uh, what the Bible says, His foundation is in the holy mountains. It then later now says, "All my springs, are indeed." What are springs? Springs of water, and what is waters? The Word. Amen. So Christ is what you learn in Zion. And we've taught here that Christ is again, faith, hope, and charity. Are we together in the house, please? Christ is what? Faith, hope, and charity. So as Paul will say, nevertheless, to die, to live is, to die is gain, to live is Christ. Amen. That the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen? So, Jesus has a faith that he uttered. Ah, They are taking me through this difficult terrain. But we'll go through it. Jesus has a faith that he what? That is different from milk faith. Let me tell you, Jesus did not utter milk faith. Milk faith was in the Old Testament. Yes, it's not. It's not. It's not when Jesus came that men started believing for things and they, were, they was coming. <laughs> it's not. It is not new. Huh? Okay. Otherwise, if it was new, when Jesus healed the sick by faith, that would have been the first time. First time ever that a sick was healed by faith. But the Jews would look at him and laugh. Look <laughs> at this is rubbish! Have you seen Elijah?
0: <laughs>
1: you, you are still touching people. What you won't use sand and took spit and do it and put in his eye. <laughs> so you know that was the problem with the Jews. Whenever they're looking at you, they comment. Ah, we've seen that one before Joe. Yes, because the, the the place they put Messiah, the standard they put Messiah they're like he must you have to do something. You, get me? you have to be like a messy. You, me? you can't just be playing, you know, small, small football. Yeah. Tap two. You have to be able to score hard trick. For us to have start calling you Messiah level. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, somebody is sick. Okay. They clap for you, okay. Good job. <laughs> good job. but God, we haven't seen the, the next one because what are they comparing him to he, have you parted Red Sea they want to see that one they want to see River Jordan part they want to see that one but Jesus did it but he did it from them Jesus walked on water when he's only with his disciples and he always don't want to tell anybody because these people are only give them the sign of the prophet Jonah it means Jesus could have parted the Red Sea if he wanted. Very easy. He was walking on water now. Moses is not walk on water. If it was Jesus instead of Moses, instead of parting the Red Sea, they don't walk over the sea. <laughs> you go fear water now. But now I go wonder past. This one why you are still walking on dry and they party. Okay, you clap. But this one you are walking on the water. Hey, oh boy, you can never forget. You know, that's what well, this of the Maverick City. We will never forget. We will never forget. <laughs> Jesus could have done much more, but he was hiding himself. He was hiding himself, amen. Because that's not really what he came to bring, really. He came to utter a new feet, which they call the feet of the Son of God. Now, the New Testament also helps you with the Elijah kind of feet. Yes, and it refines it better for you. So, I'm not saying that oh, God. Cancel that faith. No. Amen? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that God canceled that faith. I am saying that Jesus actually came on top of that faith, purified it, and then uttered a new one. Mm, let's pass the road. Called what? The faith of the Son of God. What is that faith like? The most simple way I can use and explain it, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. Now let me tell you what the faith of the Son of God is intending to do in your life. The faith of the Son of God is intending to graduate your faith from just using faith to get things, to using faith for living. Amen. Amen. Using faith for what? For living. Living by faith. By every word. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, if you now go, if that is the root of faith, what is the root of your life? The anchor of your life is being taught. I keep you not. Oh my God, my God, my God. Oh my God. It's not easy to see these things. It's not easy to connect these things. For example, when you see a tree, you'll just be praising the, wow, very beautiful. Look at the green leaves. Look at the wound leaves. Have you seen some trees when they, in the fall? How they change color to red. They look awesome. With the fruit and the stalk. Not knowing what anchor the whole thing is the root. Cut the root and let it still be standing. It will wither away. And that's the problem with man. Man is very short-sighted. We are not able to see things to his roots. So when, people, when, you know, when the, the, the attitude of, or the, the, the attitude of coming to hearing you coming for teachings, amen, you, you may not see it as your roots. You will say, okay, we're going to learn more of the scripture. Okay, if I miss a couple of weeks, it's fine, I'll be all right. Yeah, you can see it that way and easily you can feel that way but not knowing that you are changing your roots. And it's not easy to see it that way because you cannot see roots. What do I mean you cannot see roots? You cannot see directly how this word, how the word of God directly translates into the how you live, your faithful living, and how it directly produces what God likes in you. You cannot connect the two directly. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, let me put it this way for example. Let's say, you know sometimes we say God wants to make us our His ark. Tabernacle. Now, when you sit on an ark, you are sitting like this. The thing is facing this way. You are sitting on His back. Uh-huh. So, when, if you are going to be God's ark and God is sitting on your back, are you going to see when He's walking? No. So when God is walking in you, you, should, you if you have seen it there's a problem, maybe he's still doing it when God is working in you if you are seeing what is working there is a problem you are not meant to see it No, but I want to explain it further if you are seeing what is working in you it means that it's still ephemeral that he's working in you you are not meant to see if you are seeing what is working in you on your inside, in your core you are not meant to see it until it becomes full blown fruit He's walking behind the scenes, inside you. He's walking inside you, in your heart, in your thoughts, in those processes. He's there. Holy Ghost is there. But Holy Ghost needs ink to write. What is the ink? What you are being taught, what you are reading when you study your scriptures. No ink, no writing. Very simple. How do I know this? Is the reason why sometimes the season can come upon us? Maybe we'll talk about, for now, we're talking about your unforgiveness. After a while, we'll talk about godly fear, reverence, and godly fear. So that season will come upon us as a people. And as you are hearing, Holy Ghost will start bringing those cultures into you that you need to be more careful here. You need to be more careful there. Are you seeing how the thing works together? If there was no word about it, Holy Ghost will never be able to teach you godly fear. The atmosphere was there, the teaching was there, the opening must be there. Then he will take the words and write imprint the ink upon you. Praise the name of the Lord. That's how it works, not so. That's how it works. He's the spirit and the word. That's so all they asked Pastor James. no, you're making us dependent on you. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Yeah? But okay, you can go and try it. Don't try it at home. But you can go and try it. You can go and say, okay, I'm not going to come for any meeting, I'm not going to hear any word. I'm going to stay at home for two years. And I'm going to ask go Holy Ghost to teach me the Bible by himself. We'll clap for you. After a while, you won't be doing Bible study again. Be honest. Check yourself now. Think back now. You remember those days? Ah God, I'm going to be serious with you. New Year resolution. Ah, this year. Ah, me and my Bible. <laughs> Please, how many of us have finished that New Year resolution? <laughs> by yourself? Yeah, ah, you know. <laughs> the strongest of us by mid March. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I said, this year, I will be serious with God. <laughs> it's a lie. God did not order you know, to do it by yourself. You can't while you are not disciplined enough. Iron sharpened iron. You need a culture. Yes. yes, yes. 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 You see that? You know, uh, do you know, the Bible will say in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is established. Guess who one witness is? Holy Ghost is the major, but it's a minor witness. Preachers, because if only you, Holy Ghost, come and be talking to you after a while, evil spirits too will also come and be talking to you, and inheritance will not get convoluted and mixed up. You will now know whether it's Holy Ghost that's giving us this revelation or another one. And when you are in this kind of after a while, when we hear the revelation. Will not help you. <laughs> we have your condition. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God did that thing for protection, for covering, yes. Yes. and for you to grow quickly. Because once, for, for example, I, I I've heard it. I I noticed it. For example, maybe you know, as you minister by the Spirit, we minister by the Spirit. we by, by revelation. I notice that many times some people come to me that, "Oh, this is what the Lord has been talking to me about for the past two weeks." Do you know just Do you just want to know what happened to you? That truth just became established. You now own it because it has been confirmed. You did not talk to me before I ministered. You not talk to us before you ministered, and you now hearing it from another voice. What Holy Ghost has been working on you for the past few weeks? It has been sealed. Yes. That's true. You cannot doubt it again. And do you know where we lose life? Doubt. That's it. James chapter one says it. Let's read it. James chapter one. Sometimes. Our enemy knows Bible more than us and takes advantage of our ignorance in these things. Now I read from verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and obey it not and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not, not in, in wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think he shall receive anything. It's not a curse. His Bible is a law. And your enemy knows this law. So many times you want to isolate, you go and read your, oh, and do your own Bible, don't forget those people. Uh, and then, so you now be both, it's difficult to obey something from someone that you are not seeing, except it's established and confirmed. Yes. And the moment you enter into doubt, what has happened? You've lost that life. Only if it was Holy Ghost that brought it home. Only if it was Holy Ghost that brought it. Because you have not fully believed it, because of that surety, you've lost the life. And that's how you will not be growing. Very clear. Satan knows this scripture more than us. <laughs> the apostles knew this script. Most of all those things that Paul and John says, whosoever transgressed and abided not on the doctrine of Christ had not God. He was coming from here. There was the same thoughts. Where Paul Paul will say, Lest any man spoil you. Beware, lest any man spoil you in philosophy. With all those things do is to give you a double mind. That's all. When you are hearing righteousness, when you are hearing doctrine, Satan so is not one after the doctrine. Oh, this is true. Wow. It's deep. Yeah. Awesome. But do you know there's another
0: one?
1: Uh, he just wants to add a double mind. Awesome. The moment you have a double mind, what happens? Growth has stopped. You are no more receiving anything of the Lord. And then you get frustrated. And then one thing will lead to another from there. Are you seeing What we are uncovering is the wisdom of hell against your life. I don't know if I'm communicating. We are uncovering the wisdom of what? Hell against your life. I've seen this is what Satan plays us with. Almost every. Double mind. Just get them double minded. It's, do you know, it's more difficult if, if for example, if, for example, I've taught you and you believed what I have said, it's very difficult, it's easier if I want to kill that thing in you. It's more difficult for me to just come and say and argue it out. No, it's a lie. Oh. I will prove to you it's a lie. It's a lie because it's Bible I use. So you know it's the truth. That's not the problem. So, but the easier way to do it, rather than come and fight the truth, I will come and add another thing to it. That's all. And once I add another thing to it, I frustrated you. Because going forward now, you will not be having anything from the Lord. Revelation will be flowing, but it will not be profiting you. Amen. Am I saving somebody here this morning? This is truth. God revealed this thing to me. I was seeing, you know, you know, a lot of the time, people, some of you, when remember some of you when, when you want to make fun of me. You will open Second John, verse nine. For <laughs> whosoever transgresses transgresseth, <laughs> because I say it, a lot. It's like I do it. I what I say, I, wonder, is really I say, Amen. <laughs> but I saw it. I saw it. I saw his, Jesus said it in Revelation chapter three. Hold down fast your crown, lest any man take your crown. It is the same thought. You have something. Don't let anybody take it from you. Paul will say less than him. All of them were saying the same thing. Paul will say to Timothy, I give thee charge in the sight of men that thou hold fast this confession. What's the confession? Fight the good fight of faith till you lay hold on eternal life. I was seeing the thing everywhere. I was like, what, why is it? Why are they so harsh about this? Why are they hammering on this? It's because they know the moment a man becomes double-minded, growth has stopped. And it will just be only a matter of time. If that thing does not corrected, you will frustrate yourself out of the place. Praise the name of the Lord. So it means that what I just showed you is wisdom. Yes. The Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, let him acts of the Lord that giveth to all men liberally and operated not, and he shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. It means to stay faithful is wisdom, is wise. Is a, a, a major component of God's wisdom, it's just staying with God. How do I know that the major covenant of God is just staying with God? The Bible says, for the fear of God, of the Lord, that is wisdom. That's Job 28. Or it's the beginning of wisdom. Why? Okay, let me, let me, let me just pray to you this way. Let's say, uh, Vicky is wisdom. Amen? And Ginny doesn't have wisdom. There are two ways for Ginny to have wisdom come and ask Vicky for wisdom and then go and leave, use the wisdom. Or rather than even saying anything, just come and sit by Vicky. Just by sitting there and watching her, she'll become wise. <laughs> Why? What do they call God? The only. They are not two. I said they are not two. The only wise God. God. In comparison, everything else is a fool. I am a fool. I am a fool. <laughs> if I can be wise to you, but when they bring me close to Elohim, I am a what? I am a big fool. Dundee. Coconut head. Nothing inside. Well, as you are getting close to Elohim, you see how those boys behave. Do you think John was one of the highest of the apostles, writing epistles? <laughs> John Angel bringing revelation from God, God's revelation, he began to bow down. He said, no, thou knowest. Everything, thou knowest. I don't know anything. Thou knowest. And John, but you are just teaching us that this is the record called eternal life. You were the one teaching us that I'll come and have fellowship with you. The same John that taught us to come and have fellowship with him said he does not know anything. <laughs> He said is mindless. When he got to that realm, when you get to the realm, because one revelation they were giving him was the revelation of God. Go and read it. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him. So whose revelation is it? It's God's revelation. So John was seeing God's revelation. Say, I'm a fool. I never seen this one before. I don't know anything. <laughs> Amen i was say, you know, don't be too bold. People so will say, ah, if it was me, i say, okay, we'll discuss. What are you discussing? As you're discussing, they will shut down that revelation. That will be the end of what they will t- tell you. Wow. Yes. And you can use, you know, if, let's say they will only gave you revelation chapter 1 to 3. You can use it to blow wow. in ministry. So people will call you the deepest apostle. The apostle of apostles. Not knowing they only gave you three chapters because of your foolishness. Because of his relations. So wisdom is staying faithful to the only wise God. No matter what is going on. Stay here, you are safe. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Ah, time is gone. Bro. Yeah. Hi. What are we going to do about this, this matter? This is a very serious issue. Do you know why? The first pizza and the second t- pizza. We have not read it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> first go. Uh, I guess maybe it has to be a continuation. I guess. I don't know how else we are going to do it. But the message we have not read the message. <laughs> huh? It's not so serious. I'm not so. Ah, this life is through this week. Uh-uh. But my family can <laughs> Rightly dividing the word of truth. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go back to First Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. We're still blessed. Amen. We have 30 minutes more, so let's, let's maximize. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord of Jesus our Lord. All these things is pointing back to knowledge. Because the faith, like precious faith, comes through the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God comes by the knowledge of Christ, by the doctrine of Christ. Amen. That's, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. For daring is the righteousness of God. Am I communicating? So whenever you think about Doctrine of Christ Doctrine of Christ Word of God Doctrine of Christ Who is hearing me today? Doctrine of Christ Word of God What is inside it? The righteousness of God Another word What is inside it? The knowledge of God Because that book is about God Who he is How he behaves What he does His personality His behavior What he does in this case What is his manner of life His content His DNA His blood Bible is one. So you see Peter is talking everything true, true, true. Like precious feet, through the righteousness of God, which is the knowledge of God. Grace comes multiplied through what? Through the knowledge of God. And that's what God was saying in Numbers chapter 6. Amen. Remember? Numbers uh, chapter uh, chapter 6 verse 22 to 24 when he says, say unto Aaron and his sons, this is how. This is how. This is how you shall bless the children of Israel. Say unto them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance unto you and give, this peace, and give the peace. Now, by interpretation, what comes out of face is words. Amen. Because we are made in his likeness, not so. So when they say his face is shining upon you, what, is really, what, what, what does that mean? His knowledge is shining upon you. There is something that is major in the face. Head. Mind. Where you retain what? Knowledge. Remember Romans chapter 1, the Bible says about those who chose not to retain the knowledge of God in their mind. Amen. So, how does God cause his face to shine upon one? It's not God is not a magician, God is a preacher. What did I say? God is a preacher. Right from the very beginning, he has been a preacher. From Genesis. Am I communicating? From what? From Genesis chapter 1. What happened? Holy Ghost came and hovered upon the waters. Was not doing anything until God said. <laughs> until God opened his mouth, nothing happened. Until God said. So God, the Bible will say, is not the Bible say blessing and cursing is in the mouth and the tongue? Yes. God? we're made in his image, image and likeness. So, how do I cause if I want to cause my own face to shine upon you, I will teach you what I know. Yes. What makes me, what gives me an edge in this world. Am I complicated? I will teach you what give me an an advantage in this world. What I that's how me shining upon you. And then to perfect it is not just what I know. Peace is countenance. Countenance is not just what I know. What I know, then the understanding of what I know, how to apply what I know. That's, so countenance means mannerism, uh, attitude, character, man, everything. It you, you, you get it, you get it. There are sometimes maybe I've had the time, I've had encounters with the Lord, and He won't say anything. But out of not saying any, anything, I received messages by countenance. <laughs> you get me by behavior, by feeling, by movements. And his countenance that seals it. Meaning you won't only know what he's giving you to know. You now know how to use it. How to apply it. So you will do it like he will do it. Not just that you know it. You now know how to apply it. That's what seals it. Glory to God. I hope we're blessed today. Hi. I have to run we we'll won't finish it today. Amen. Are we now seeing knowledge? Now verse 3. This thing is a central thing. In the realm of everlasting life, you begin to see things clearly. That your hearing of the knowledge of God, hearing of the word of God, being taught, is your life source. Is your foundation. Are you seeing how everything comes through knowledge? Like precious faith comes through knowledge. Grace and peace comes through knowledge. Let's keep going. Verse 3. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through what? Through the knowledge. How does divine power come? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Are you seeing it again? Foundation. The pipeline. The spring by which all things come to you is through the knowledge of him. That's your lifeline. Somebody say, This is my lifeline. The day you see something as your lifeline, you will not be lazy with it again. Mm. You will not be doing like this. Another thing that is also your lifeline is prayer. Let me just add that one too. (laughs) You got a lot of these problems that I mentioned today of being double minded. I can help you solve that thing. That's why it says, let him, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord. If you are not going to pray, God, what can, what, help me. Holy God can help you. That is something that you are doubting in this thing. Yeah. Let me just add that one. So I'm not just be a prayerless people. <laughs> As you are hearing what prayer will help the thing set to digest. You get it like water. After you're eating food, you drink water to the it digest. Praise God. As I pray, many times I find myself, solutions come after prayers. I don't know why, brother, as we have been praying. I just find that maybe solutions come, thoughts like answers come after prayers, after many of our morning prayers. And it just happens. I, I don't know. It just became a, and that it just became something like that. That um my whole day, most of my days become easy. I thought the prayer will make my day more difficult. I now I can't realize that actually makes my day more smooth. My head is clear. Amen. I have to put that one inside there. Yes. Word and prayer. You can write that down. You can never go wrong with those two. I say never. What did I say? If you have both, you will never fall. Let me put you that way. You will never fall. Amen. Amen. Are we okay in the house? Let me round it up. Let's begin to journey to the end. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of us like word? Me, I like word, though. I don't know, I think I like it too much sometimes. But you can never over like word. Amen. Let's see. Alright, so according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge you have a question? yes go ahead okay what is virtue in this, in this verse? Okay, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Virtue is like character. When they it's, when say it's, somebody is a virtuous woman, for example, it means somebody of good character. Now, it means, and, and, so I was going to also get there. And now, they are opening up what knowledge bears inside you. Those additions are what as you stay in the waters of knowledge they add, it will add faith because faith comes by knowledge. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Then as you stay in the waters of knowledge, the first thing you begin to put on is character. Character of the world. Yes. Yes. As you now go further in the journey, it becomes clearer and clearer what's happening. So out of your faith, virtue, character. And then to that character, knowledge. is Knowledge again. And to knowledge, temperance. So one of the first... You know, character is like... Character is like a whole sea. But out of the sea, you have different kinds of fishes. So as you are journeying in the world, you start putting on character. The things are not fully formed, but you start picking up characters of the world. Then you now start knowing more. You get back to know again because you start loving the world more. Then after that, you now start fine-tuning what the characters are. One virtue is to be temperate. It's like clearer definitions of things come as you journey further. As some of us have found, as we read, right, more clearer definitions of things will be coming as you are entering everlasting life. So as you are journeying in Christ, you've just be learning everything, learning, learning, learning. Then before you, you start putting on some of the characters, some of the virtues of what you are hearing. But then after a while, the thing will now start ironing out. It will now start, it start flogging itself out as a full virtue. Meaning you are now fully temperate. Why in virtue after faith, you were partly temperate, but not, it wasn't, you didn't own it yet? Amen? You are beginning to put on the characters of Christ, but it's not fully formed yet. But the first one that becomes fully formed, that we begin to see, is that you become temperate. Your blood is no longer too hot all the time again. Cool your temper. Can be coming down. It was not temperate that cost Moses his life. If Moses was temperate, he would have entered the promised land. I always say what was missing in the Old Testament was Christ. All of them fell because they missed the Christ. They missed the Christ virtue. What caused Moses to fall? They told him to speak to the rock, and he knows fully well that if he speaks to it, because he has seen all the wonders he knows. But out of anger, temper, the same people that he was interceding for, (laughs) that's why I tell you, God is always right. Amen. (laughs) Out of anger for the same people, he smote the rock. And because of that, he was not able to enter. So, but if, if Moses had learned Christ, if he was opportuned, he would have known that, cool your temper. Don't rush to Even if you know you are there, this is what you should do. Calm down, still calm down. Yes, even though you are, no, no, I'm getting some. Even though you are right, you concluded at that hour you are right. Still cool. Do you know why? In three days time, if you are still right, then do it. Because even if you are doing something right and you are doing it with heat, it's not wrong. Because you can not only kill what you wanted to kill that was right. You might also kill, scattered everything. Collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, you are right to shoot one bullet. But because of temper, the bullet now scatter and burn the whole place. Everybody is affected. <laughs> Amen. So you see the next virtue after temperance. Let's read it. After being temp, temper, temperate is what? Is patience. Their brother and sister. Part of temperance is like, that. Let just make it very practical. Man, somebody just annoyed me this morning. It was too obvious. I need to address it. I need to address this thing. It's very obvious. But temperance will tell me. Pull your temper. You are ministering this morning. If you address it this morning, <laughs> not only have you addressed it, what? you have addressed. <laughs> you have addressed the whole congregation. i <laughs> <have> scattered everything. <laughs> so temperance will tell me to leave it for some time. That's one judgment I always have. Even if I've decided this is the right thing to do, give it at least. If, depending on the gravity of the decision, I'm going to give it two weeks. Let the thing just go and sleep there. I know it's right. Leave it there. Let him wait for the two weeks. If he can survive two weeks, then indeed, maybe it's right. But if it's okay, now, everybody, if it's a time conscious decision that there has to be made today or tomorrow, get a second opinion. Somebody whose temper at that hour is not hot, like, not second opinion of maybe your wife, maybe both of you are both tempered. Call somebody else because, <laughs> who who <has not, laughs> is temperate at that hour to give you a second opinion, just to judge it from another place. In multi of councils, there is safety, not so? Are you seeing it? There is wisdom. But also, I, I mean, last last, even if what you have concluded is right, if it's still right, you will still do it now. Why is the right you rushing? There's no rush. You will still do it, you will still do what is right. But you are just giving extra time to figure out whether your temper is altering the action or not. Cool your temper. Then after that is what? Add to to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience. You see when you are temperate and you are now patient, you begin to have God. You begin to look, behave like God. Godliness is like God. That's what godliness is, not so. Like God. Am I communicating? Godliness. The Bible says godliness with what? With contentment. Which is the next one? Is great gain. Although they didn't say it as the next one, but I'll explain it. Godliness with what? Is what? It's not just gain, no. Is great gain. So a temperate man and a patient man thinking, just think about, when you think, when you see, man, when you see Baba Deboe, there is somebody here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, who is temperate. It, it, it looks like it. If I, when I see my dad name, temperate. <laughs> As you call it's it this middle name. Always calm. So, when you're thinking of God, men, man, who do you think of? You think of him. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's temperate. So temperate with patience. You mix those two equations together, you are a godly man. Am I communicating? Now let's finish this up. And to and to godliness, our our rush will continue later. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, if you are not content, you will not be able to be brotherly kind. What makes us not want to help our brother, give to our brother, is because we are not content with what we have. So why should I give when I need more? That's it. So it would take, when they say brotherly kindness, it actually means contentment. You must be first content to give. It's out of contentment most people give. Content, for example, I can, let's say we maybe in your mind, I can live with a thousand dollars. If I'm earning two thousand, I see my sister in it, that can give a hundred. It will be easy. But if you are not content, you think two thousand. Hey, I need three k to live my standard. When you see a sister in it, I will need fifty dollars. You are short one thousand now. You are earning two thousand. You need three thousand. Your your calculation. Why should I? I don't. I don't have hundred to give. In your calculation. Why? Because you are not content. Lack of contentment is what makes many of us miserly. It's lack of contentment. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we still being blessed? Amen. Let's wrap it up. For if these things be in you. Okay, and to brotherly kindness, charity. We'll continue. We'll visit that one. Charity is the end of Christ. He says, for if these things be in you and abound, they never end. It means, even everlasting like we're teaching you brotherly kindness. With even greater light. With more grace. That's what I tell you you have enrolled in lifelong learning. And the day they know you are ready for eternal life is the day your heart has rested on, le- on learning lifelong. Amen? No more enmity against sitting and being taught again. That's when they know they are ready for eternal life. No more, ah, I'm not feeling it. need. That one will be gone. Amen. Let me tell you, it's not because that, honestly, it's not because that you are sick. I'm not talking about COVID now. That, oh, maybe you are, not, you are not feeling well, that you should not come for meeting. If you have enough faith, it's in meeting you get healed. The more reason you should come for the meeting, because that's where God's ordination of, of healing is arranged. The, actually, there are very few excuses why not to come for meeting. Very, very few. You have to physically be walking, or physically have a, you get maybe a program. Physically, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying the blunt truth. I know we are not there yet, but that's the blunt truth. That's when they know you are ready for eternal life. It means that somewhere your soul has not rested. That my life is to be turned. That the root of my life, because the day a man acknowledges that this is my root, hey, I won't miss any meeting. I won't miss my root now. Because how is how am I going to grow well? How is my fruit going to come out well? How is my leaf going to be turned green well? If my root is not deep enough, I have not allowed it to grow deep enough. This is wisdom. This is wisdom. Finally, so and, the chari- and if this is being you and about, they make you that ye shall never be barren, the fruitful in the knowledge is not in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, because there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end is not the beginning. The end is not the beginning. The end thereof is destruction. Let me tell you, the reason why it seemed right to you is because in the beginning it didn't make sense, but you cannot see afar off. That's why many, many men, once there is the lot of canality, you will not see why the importance of word, why word, why, because you cannot see afar. Off. That this word will drive you into cultures of godliness that will cause you to arrive at God, the only wise God. Where you will have eternal life. So you cannot see afar off. You are blind. And I've forgotten that he was poured from his old sins. Verse 10. Wherefore for the rather, The rather, What you should do instead. Brethren. Give diligence to make your calling. What's your calling? Your high calling in Christ and God. In these things. Make your calling an election. Calling is not to become a minister of the gospel. My calling is not to preach to you. They gave me commandment for that one. My calling is to be like Christ. To be a temple of Christ. Remember? For this cause. And to be an habitation of God through the spirit. That is the calling for me. That is the same calling for you. We don't have different calling though. We don't have different calling. The same calling for me is the same calling for you. To be built up a temple of the Lord. And then after that the habitation of God through the spirit. Amen. Are we still enjoying me? Praise the name of the Lord. For for the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. You shall never fall. So, what makes you fall is to transgress, transgress from the way of charity, the way of Christ. If you do Christ and do Christ and do Christ until He abounds, you shall never fall. Are you hearing me, everyone? Praise the name of the Lord. Never, never. You will never. You shall never fall. They didn't say you will. You may, baby. This is not even right. You might fall seven times. This one. By the time you finish this course, they say you will never fall. So what, imagine what kind of... Is that not no variableness? Is that not no shadow of turning? Is that not your mind is made up? Your mind has been caked. Your mind has been baked in judgment and righteousness. You can't see any other way than following God, than being with God, by being under God, by being under the tutelage of God, by being in the presence of God, by being taught of God. There is no other way, no other path. Praise the name of the Lord. Now finally, 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 verse 11. Hey, so when you begin to abound in charity, for verse 11, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into what? The everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. So it means they will abundantly bless you to enter the kingdom, everlasting kingdom, where you have abounded in Christ. Amen. When you are abound in Christ, they will abound you into the kingdom. So it means Christ becomes everlasting Christ in the kingdom. Now let me break it down to you. Remember Colossians chapter 2 verse 2. The acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Now what do we call it? The mystery of eternal life. The mystery of everlasting life. And the mystery of what? Of life. So life is Christ. If life is Christ, what is everlasting life? Everlasting life is everlasting Christ. Meaning abounding Christ. And what is eternal life? Eternal life is Christ that cannot talk. Praise God. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. And and, to be me and the babe, let the baby come and uh, it, let Pastor Femi pray for them. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you dwell between the
0: cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between. Roger